Hello and welcome. You're streaming another stellar episode of Mac Watson Talks, voted best podcast by the readers of Phoenix Magazine for 2022. A big shout out to Sherry Shumway. For some reason, we forgot her last time during the Patreon shout outs. So Sherry, hello and thank you for listening and thank you for supporting Mac Watson Talks, especially the Patreon side of the podcast. On the podcast today, we'll tell you about shoveling snow in Wyoming and why I can't and why, well, prick it is. Also, did you see that terrible footage of the man being beaten by Memphis cops? Some say this isn't just a Memphis problem, it's a nationwide problem. And also, get ready, Phoenix. Philly fans are coming to town for the Super Bowl. Oh boy, here we go. All that and more is coming up, so let's get started. This is episode 229. So let's start in the news this week with the uh, sad case of Tyree Nichols, the man who was beaten to death uh, by five cops. Those five cops have been fired. Uh, People are protesting, even in Phoenix. There are small protests going on. And what they're saying is that this should have never, ever happened. Oh, it definitely should have never happened. They've been charged with second-degree murder. And they're also looking at the two medics that were arrived on the scene that didn't that helped him up a couple times but seemed to be taking all their directions from the police officers, which is not standard medical protocol, and then left him laying there writhing on the ground while, while he was calling for his mom. Yeah, it's um, there's just no other way to put it. It's gruesome. It's just absolutely ghoulish and gruesome how these cops... Within the span of, you know, however many minutes they spent beating him up, gave him so many directions and directives, some contradicting each other. And then afterwards bragged about it. Like, hey, dog, I hit him with a haymaker. Right, right. I mean, what the hell? And they found no drugs on him. They found no drugs in his system. And they can't prove he was driving recklessly, which is why they say they pulled him over originally. Again, this is just another case of, gosh, it looks like racial profiling. It does. It does. But but the interesting part of that is these are cops. They were all black. So can it be racial profiling or is it just a police culture that you're looked into? But I think there is racial profiling even when the cops are Are black. black. Really? Because they're thinking... Their thinking is not not like it's not like black against white is how the whole world operates. There are black people that believe that there are black people that are causing all the problems. There's enough to believe that that they that there's this, you know, it's a hierarchy within a hierarchy, I guess. Here's the grim reality. You've got a number of cops who were hired when they shouldn't have been hired. You've got a police chief who's under investigation because of something she did when she was in Atlanta now. Now she's the uh, chief of police for Memphis. I mean, there's just this there just seems to be this culture of 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 cops that just seem to think it's open season on anybody that they feel is open season well, for. Re- this goes back to, I mean, if you just talk about America, it goes back to even Old West times where it's like when you are in charge of keeping law and order, sometimes you misuse that ability to, uh, you know, be in charge of law and order. And I think that that will always be the case as long as we are putting our safety in the hands of other people and that means that so what's the the alternative to that is that we all build like castles with big walls around it and protect our own places and if you don't have enough money to protect your own place then it's just you know 
It's like a free-for-all. And that didn't work very well in medieval times. That's why we've decided that government and, and having a police force or law enforcement is the, re, is the way to go. A law enforcement that's doing the right job in the right way, yeah. And for the most part, law enforcement do. By and large, they do. But when we hear about cases like this, it's it's terrible. And we live in an age of media that is distributed immediately and widely. So this could this these same things were happening in the seventies. They just it wasn't there was no way for that to go viral the way it does now. But it just seems that there is such a culture now of violence. There was uh, one one former chief of police in Boston said this wasn't a police this wasn't a police action this was a street crime like street thugs with uh, uniforms involved. Right, I think that's true, but I think there's always been a culture of violence within within law enforcement to a certain extent. And I'm not saying all law enforcement is like that. I think when you're like, especially if you talk about like a small town law enforcement. They don't tend to be as much like that because they don't have as much violence committed against them. There's right. less fear in going right. to work every day. Yeah, there is this culture that, uh, and we saw this, we, we, we've we seen this before in Baltimore and other places, that there is such crime, there is so much crime and so many crimes being committed in certain sections of cities by certain people in those cities. And it's so dangerous to be a law enforcement officer. Right. Right, that they that it's a we versus them mentality that you get into. Right, so they go into every single interaction with this idea that they're going to be attacked. And right. I would say that in a small town, they don't go in with those kind of ideas that they're going to be attacked. They go in on, on alert, but they don't automatically think, oh, dude, this is this kid driving this kind of car in this neighborhood. He's totally going to attack us. Yeah, this, is, this could be my last traffic stop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I had one person describe it to me as... You know, you train for bad stuff, but then you learn not to turn it off. So you take it home and then you take it to sleep and then you get up the next day. And it's a constant cycle of you being on on the alert that other people are like, what what is your problem? Well, you've been trained to be on alert. Well, and that's one of the the things that they see in in the world of domestic violence um, shelters and domestic violence, you know, help centers is that some of the biggest perpetrators of it are people that are in positions of power like military, police, fire. They tend to be super violent even at home. Right. Right. Because they just can't turn it off. Right. They can't just step away from their job because they've been they've been trained and it, it, it becomes so have, natural. It's like a control. Everything, yeah. everything has to they have to control everything. And if anybody disobeys one thing they say in a traffic stop, they're pulling out their nightstick. Right. They're pulling out their taser. Right. Right. One guy described a, a, a scene to me that uh, and he's a vet. He's a veteran. Um, and a veteran that has served a long time ago, he said, I knew it was bad. When somebody flipped me off and I got out of my car and I pulled the guy out of the window, he smashed the window and pulled the guy out of the window to the point where his wife just stared at him and said, what is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. That's when he knew he had to get help. Right. It's a sad case and I'm, it, it is. continues to unfold. And I'm I'm certain that they'll be they'll probably be convicted of second degree murder. Second degree. Mm-hmm. Second. Well, that's what they're charged. with. That's what they're charged with. OK. Also in the news, uh, some really extreme weather. Arizona is getting some weather. We just got some weather here in Wyoming. All uh, through the Midwest getting weather. Yeah, yeah. And in some places, like the I-80 in southern Wyoming, was shut down after hundreds of people either skidded off the road or got into accidents in a couple of spots. And there was, I think there was 44 actual vehicles involved 
with those wreck points but there were other people that had skid off while they were trying to slow down because they were coming onto the wreck scene i mean it's literally this if you can imagine a massive pileup and they had one fatality um in that in In wyoming in those 44 cars that were piled oh okay right so you're going to get more snow in uh in arizona you're going to get more snow in northern arizona more rain coming to phoenix and i say bring it on if you've been paying attention to the Colorado River situation and the water situation, we need all the snowpack we can get. We right. need every aquifer filled. We need Lake Mead filled back up. We need every ounce of water, every drop of water we can get. Yep, this is the kind of winter we want to have so that we don't have drought. Absolutely. Ever. Yeah, yeah. like we like we had before. just for this year, it would be nice, you know. Also, many people in the East Valley said they heard an explosion. They heard a loud boom, and their windows rattled, and nobody can figure out what it is. What do you think it is? I think it's I think it's a plane. A sonic boom, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a sonic boom. Or it's the fact that the Eagles are coming to town. The Eagles mm, fans are coming yeah. to town. Philly fans are coming to town. That boom is your first alert to hold on to your diapers. <laughs> there's going to be some. There's going to be some uh, some pretty rough people coming to uh, coming to Phoenix. Uh, that, that's true with every Super Bowl. I don't know why they keep welcoming. Well, welcoming them fans, they welcome them back because of the money. But it's, it's right. Uh, the things that happen around Super Bowl are, I mean reprehensible i mean i can't even yeah right well we're talking about philly fans and philly fans are notorious for being rude crude and uh overall obnoxious uh they booed santa claus i mean how can you boo santa claus now that was a long time ago but they actually booed santa claus and they threw snowballs at their own team i mean they're just rude people Mm -hmm. rude people in philly you went to philly did you like it you went there once I mean, everybody on the East Coast has a different attitude. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a great way to put it. So it's you know, and if you were if you were to come to Wyoming, people would say hi to you and open the door for you, and and you know, people wave at you on the street, and that is not true on the East Coast. So no, it's not. No, it's right. not. If anything, they slam the door in your face and say go away, and that's good business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good business. Also in the news, um, I-, I like going old school, but this is really old school. Somebody tried to get a pigeon to fly into a prison to drop off drugs. It was wearing a little backpack. It's like a it's yeah. like a carrier pigeon. It, it you're right. It absolutely is like a carrier pigeon. And they've got their little, you know, like camelback backpack or whatever. Right. And the f- prison officials noticed there was something going on with this animal, with this animal, with this bird, and went to investigate and discovered that it was fitted with like a little backpack. Yeah. And it, and when that was retrieved off of the bird they discovered inside of it methamphetamine yeah so they're trying to get methamphetamine into the prison yard uh the the only thing that i can't i mean there's always been people throwing it over the fence trying to send it through the mail putting it like in the sticky part of the envelope so that they can relick the envelope and then there's drugs right i mean just all kinds of crazy things there they also tried drones Drones, yeah. mm-hmm. try, you know, cigarettes and stuff like that. But birds to are a lot harder to track than a drone. Well, that's true. But what I want to know is how did the person inside the prison well, know that the, that the, that the, I mean, were they on the lookout for this backpack? Was that it? I don't know. But are there, were they feeding the pigeons regularly? I don't know. Right. Exactly. So how do you get the, how do you get the pigeon to actually like fly into the yard? Because don't they have to be trained to do stuff like that? Well, I mean, if you're feeding them, they'll fly anywhere. They're like rats. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> I guess you're right. Uh, also, have you been to McDonald's lately? Um, no. 
I never go to McDonald's. I think they have the well, worst we do. service in the world. Well, that's here in Wyoming. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, we've gone to McDonald's a couple of times for the kids. M- McDonald's is becoming more and more eco-friendly. Mm-hmm. Yay them. Yeah, no more styrofoam Big Mac containers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. And they've also come up with a cup that they say is going to use less plastic. The strawless lid. They're getting rid of the straws because, you know, save the turtles. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess so, to save the turtles. Right? Yeah. Isn't that the big thing about saving turtles is getting rid of plastic straws? I thought it was just getting rid of plastics in the in the ocean, period. I didn't know but it was saving turtles. Well, straws particularly are dangerous to turtles, apparently. Oh, I didn't know that. Because they think they look like worms and they eat them. And then... Oh, see, I didn't know that. If Well, how can a turtle not tell the difference between a worm and a plastic straw, especially when they chomp down on it? Well, by then it's too late. No, because you could spit it out. It's not like you Have bite you it and there's a... you looked at a turtle's mouth? It doesn't like your mouth. It's still a mouth. It still can <laughs> expel stuff, right? Look, they find, they're find they finding dead turtles and they're choking on straws. Save the turtles. Get rid of straws. Okay, so this is what McDonald's is doing. They've come up with a strawless lid on their cups. I've seen that at a couple places. I kind of like them. Now, what do you like about them? Do you like the fact well, that they're doing it or do you like the invention of it or what? I just think they're convenient to drink out of. They're convenient to drink out of, and they're like they're a little bit like drinking out of a straw because, unlike a coffee cup, kind of I don't know they kind of come up at a point. You know, I don't know how to explain it, but right. I like it. I like it. You don't like it. You like. Straws. I don't like it. I like straws because you can control the amount of liquid that goes in your mouth a lot mm-hmm. more. Right now, this is a this is all a movement in within McDonald's. They say by twenty twenty five, they want one hundred percent recyclable, reusable materials. Well, you know, Starbucks doesn't give out straws anymore either. So what do they do? If I want my uh, if I want my iced tea with a straw, what do I get? They have those those strawless lids they do whatever they're called yeah now do they have i thought they had the paper straws who has the paper straws they were they were kind of hot for a a, a brief second yeah but they're a pain in the butt they are a pain in the butt and you know what they just disintegrate they disintegrate so they become all limp they're the worst there are some compostable plastic straws out there now who gives them away i don't know i've seen them in yellowstone park because they're really big on composting up there yeah they're, but they're more expensive i think to buy and oh, so yeah the fast food places aren't going to invest in them no but this 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 uh strawless lid well that's an easy switch yeah it's a they new have to thing have lids anyways so right exactly so even if our kids get a drink, they don't get a straw. They get the uh, strawless lid, too? Yeah, well, they don't. But we have um, these collapsible straws that I carry in my purse for the kids. Oh, you are such a cr- crunchy granola. No, because there's so wearing. many places that don't. Or they give paper straws, and our kid destroys them in like two seconds. That's true. He does. And so I just get, I just take out the little collapsible metal straw and stick it in there. All right. I take back what I said there. You're not crunchy granola. And you don't wear Birkenstocks anymore. Yeah, and I did. So I'm not doing it to save the turtles. I mean, I love turtles, but I'm not <laughs> doing, I'm doing it because I'm doing it in response to the paper straw mania. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. That's just some of the news this week. Thanks, Cricket. Thank you, Mac. Are you a patron on Patreon? Are you getting a bonus episode of Mac Watson Talks every week? If not, you are missing all the stories of what's going on with the Watsons and crazy stories about our childhood. What are you missing? Well, here's just a snippet. And about a month after we got married, I realized you hadn't let me cook a single time since we got married. And I was like, how come you never let me cook anymore? And you said, well, quite frankly, you're not a very good cook. You take the easy way out. You waited until after we were married to tell me that I was a bad cook.
I didn't want to rock the boat, you know? <laughs> so what's the best thing for you about being married? Want to hear the rest? Go to patreon.com slash MacWatsonTalks. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. And sign up today for as little as $5 a month. You get four bonus episodes, a episode every week of us talking about ourselves. What could be better? That's patreon.com slash MacWatsonTalks. All right, now it's time for Tales from the Crib, where we tell you stories from the Watson house. So this week, uh, we had weather. We had bad weather. We had a bunch of snow come in. We didn't even, it's not even a bunch, it's some. They don't know that. <laughs> yeah, well, so why don't we sound like we're in the middle of nowhere, I mean, it's not uh, the even Arctic. A, it's not even a foot of snow. Oh. But it's snow. But it is snow, and it is inconvenient, and we had to take care of it. Now, you had the task. We, we, Tonto, have to take care of it? Exactly. No. No, you had the task of taking care of it. So yesterday morning, I shoveled the driveway. It took me about, mm, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes. This morning took me 40. It took me a little longer this morning, I think because I'm sore. I was That could be. I was sore from working out already. And then yesterday, shoveling, it's it's backbreaking to shovel. It is. Somebody posted a link on Facebook and was like, try using this shovel. And it's like 30 inches wide. You know why I don't use a shovel that's 30 inches wide? <laughs> why not? Because the wider the shovel, the heavier the load is that you have to pick up. That's true. That's true. So I'll just stick with my regular size shovel so I don't absolutely kill my back. You know, brother came out and helped, and, and it wasn't so bad. So I shoveled two mornings in a row. I thought I was going to be okay, and then my sister called and said she couldn't get a hold of my dad, and and she's recovering from surgery, so she wondered if I could go out and check on him because he wasn't answering his phone. So while I was out there, I shoveled at my dad's house. More. You shoveled more snow. Mm-hmm. So how was it? how was it to shovel your dad's house? Was it easier or harder? Um, because you weren't shoveling on a on a smooth surface. It's easier. I'm oh, just, it is? I just shovel down to the dirt, and then oh, okay. just make a path for him so that it doesn't create an icy place. Yeah. So I just shovel down to the dirt, so it's easier. Who is the person that told you about the thirty inch shovel? Is it somebody from Phoenix? I don't know. Because I, how dare you? I don't know. It's just somebody on Facebook. Okay. People always have great ideas that are right. not great at all. Like right. They exactly. Just, they think they're being helpful and. They, they're not. Maybe not so much, right? They're not. So you did a great job with that. Um, and why aren't you helping shovel? I'm tired. Um, I am. Uh, I am thoroughly exhausted from fighting cancer. Mm-hmm. I really am. Um, the past couple of days have been hard. Um, I get up. I get up normally, and then about an hour or two later, I have to go back to bed. It's the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. And if I lay down for a nap. I usually, I, I could nap for like an hour, hour and a half. Now I'm napping up to three to four hours at a time. And, and when you go to work and you come home and you sleep in the afternoon, it's really thrown off our podcast schedule. People may have noticed that. <laughs> so that we're only putting out podcasts basically around the weekends now because Max sleeps right. so much during the week right. because he's so exhausted from work. I don't, there's no good answer for it, but we're working with it the best we can, but that means I'm doing all the shoveling. Yeah, you're doing a lot of shoveling. Yeah. And and thank goodness you're doing the shoveling because I think I would die if I had to shovel for like five minutes out there. I felt like I was dying. I bet you did. Now, you're also exercising, though, too, so you're sore from exercising, yeah, it was, right? All right? We did we did back and 
core abs stuff like that yeah thursday and friday so which is what you use when you shovel right so i feel like i'm like this old person i can't even bend over to pick something above the floor my back hurts so much i know it's so bad hopefully there's no back for a couple days at this week at the gym till like later in the week (laughs) i didn't think i didn't think like years ago that i would be this this like sore all the time in my 50s i thought that was for like 70 year olds Mm -hmm. no 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 it's for 50s as well that Mm -hmm. sucks and that is tales from the crib you hear the music you know what that means it's time for the last word a 27 year old man was arrested last week after breaking into a seattle home filling up the bathtub and then taking a bath with his clothes on According to the Seattle PD, officers received reports of a burglary at about 7.15 p.m. A woman reportedly returned home to find one of her windows smashed open and a man inside. She remained outside and called 911. When cops got there, after getting no response from anyone inside, they began searching the home. The man was found in the bathroom, clothed but very wet, and the bathtub was full of water. The suspect declined to provide any explanation for the burglary, police said, and he was booked into the King County Jail for residential burglary. Well, I guess he didn't really come clean now did he on why he was taking a bath with his clothes on you see what i did there (laughs) all right okay until next time thank you for listening to mac watson talks this episode is copyrighted and may not be reproduced in whole or part without express written permission for more information to become a sponsor or to schedule an upcoming appearance by mac or cricket or both visit macwatsononline.com That's MacWatsonOnline.com. Connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, or Patreon, and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, share us with your friends. We love new listeners.